Awa awa abu chwele gile kancha. Awa awa kote sinsu wini sanamsha. Awa awa sibona kwenze kakancha. Awa awa amandumbasane ayaso. She's a rich girl. She don't try to hide her diamonds on the soles of her shoes. He's a poor boy, empty as a pocket. Empty as a pocket with nothing to lose. Sing ta na na, ta na na na. She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Ta na na, ta na na na. She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Welcome. This is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 248 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. And our episode today is a deep dive into the goal FCPA enforcement action, which was just announced. Um, and it's great to be here with everybody. Uh, we have an interesting FCPA uh, case to sort of review against goal. And it's uh, the second biggest uh, airline in Brazil, which was just resolved recently. Hope everybody's doing great. Staying healthy, uh, staying safe, and uh, working hard and enjoying uh, your family and friends. So um, let's talk about this settlement. It was a parallel settlement between the Justice Department and the SEC, and it was approximately $41 million from the second biggest Brazilian airline for FCPA violations. And DOJ and the SEC announced the settlement simultaneously and they resolved criminal and civil foreign bribery charges. Now, Goal entered into a three-year deferred prosecution agreement, a DPA, with DOJ in exchange for payment of a $17 million criminal penalty, and DOJ credited uh, $1.7 of that penalty against a $3.4 million fine that Goal agreed to pay law enforcement authorities in Brazil to resolve the corruption charges in Brazil. In a separate resolution, Goal agreed to pay $24.5 million over two years to the SEC. Uh, the SEC's initial settlement calculation was for $70 million, but it was reduced to $24.5 million based on Goal's financial condition. That also impacted DOJ's ultimate resolution of $17 million. Uh, their range was going to be much higher than that, but then uh, because of an inability to pay showing made by uh, Goal to the department and to the SEC, they both reduced uh, the penalties. Basically, the case involved uh, between 2012 and 2013, Goal paid approximately 3.8 million in bribes to foreign officials in Brazil to secure passage of two pieces of legislation favorable to Goal. The legislation provided payroll tax and fuel tax reductions that benefited Goal, as well as other Brazilian airlines. Interestingly, the bribery scheme was carried out with the assistance of others by a member of Goal's board of directors. To fund the scheme, Goal entered into sham contracts with various entities connected to Brazilian officials, a goal made false entries into its books and records stemming from these transactions, and they listed the expenses as uh, advertising and other expenses. Now, we're also seeing, uh, you know, the implication here of the new corporate enforcement policy from the Justice Department. Uh, 
the resolution did not include appointment of an independent compliance monitor, um, but uh, Goal agreed to continue to enhance its compliance program and will submit regular reports to DOJ and the SEC concerning remediation and implementation of compliance measures. Now, the DPA, or Deferred Prosecution Agreement Settlement, includes specific certification requirements, and we've talked about those with regard to chief compliance officers. First, at the end of the three-year DPA, uh, Goals CEO and CFO are required to certify that the company complied with all disclosure requirements under the DPA. In other words, if there's a violation of some sort, potential violation, those have to be disclosed upon um, uh, discovery. Second, uh, 30 days prior to the expiration of the three-year uh, three DPA, Goals CEO and CCO are required uh, to certify that uh, Goal has implemented a compliance ethics and ethics program that is reasonably designed to prevent and detect future violations. And this is the sort of more controversial uh, chief compliance officer certification, which I've spoken about before uh, in a prior podcast. So applying the corporate enforcement policy factors, DOJ considered the nature, seriousness, and pervasiveness of the bribery offense. Uh, Goal received full credit for its cooperation, which included timely providing the facts obtained through Goal's internal investigation, review of voluminous documents, many of which were in Portuguese, interview of witnesses, and testing over 2,000 transactions. Now, Goal also promptly remediated its compliance program and implemented an entire anti-corruption compliance program. It didn't have one before. Uh, they also created a separate compliance department, hired a new chief compliance officer, implemented a robust third-party risk management system, and terminated its relationship with all third parties involved in the bribery scheme. Uh, and uh, Goal also ended its relationship with the board member who executed and directed much of the bribery scheme. Now, as a result, DOJ agreed to a 25% reduction off the bottom of the U.S. sentencing guidelines. And as I mentioned before, because of uh, Goal's financial condition, however, Goal agreed to a reduced penalty of $17 million. So let's talk about exactly how this scheme was carried out. And I always like to look at sort of uh, how people circumvented controls, what controls were circumvented, and it always gives us an idea of what to look for, what to test for when uh, monitoring our own program or your own program. So uh, Goals Bribery Scheme presents some really interesting issues. At the center of the bribery scheme is a member of the Board of Directors. And the potential criminal prosecution of the director is really dubious given uh, the statute of limitations issues because the conduct appears to have ended by 2013. Um, and it's a five-year uh, statute of limitations. Now, the bribery scheme was motivated by potential legislation that would benefit Goal and other Brazilian airlines. In 2011, Brazil proposed an economic stimulus consisting in part of uh, reduced payroll taxes for labor-intensive industries. 
to support this reduction, uh, Goals Director agreed to pay $5.4 million in bribes to Brazilian politicians, including an influential leading politician, and specifically included Goal and other companies in which the Goal Director had ownership interests. As a direct result of the bribes, by the end of 2012, the legislation was enacted with a significant reduction in taxes and the airline industry and goal was included. And at first they were not going to be included. But as a result, direct result of the bribes, um, uh, they goal was included in it. And also um, other businesses in which the goal director had ownership interests also benefited. And between October 12th and November 13th, Goal paid approximately 1.4, this is October 2012 and November 2013, Goal paid approximately 1.4 million in bribes to the same influential Brazilian official. Goal paid these bribes through a third-party intermediary associated with the Goal director, as well as two companies that the Brazilian official owned and which were characterized on Goal's books as advertising expenses, but actually they were funneled through the goal director's uh, companies in which he had an ownership interest. In 2013, Goal paid $494,600 in bribes to a company associated with a different Brazilian legislator. A close associate to the Brazilian official also received a bribe of $137,000 from Goal through a consulting company the the uh, the individual owned. Goal listed these expenses as for other services, even though no services were ever rendered. This same close associate received three hundred fifty thousand from a U.S. based company controlled by the Goal director. Those went through, and those were going. Uh, those transactions went through U.S. banks. In uh, in that way, sort of gave the U.S. more jurisdiction over the whole bribery scheme. In total, Goal saved approximately $39.7 million in tax savings because the airline industry was added a year earlier to the new economic stimulus legislation. In 2013, the Goal director met with the influential uh, Brazilian official and other politicians to discuss lowering aviation fuel taxes in the federal districts, district of Brasilia. Uh, within the country of Brazil. At the time, the tax was set at 25%. If reduced, Goal could use the central location of Brasilia as a refueling station for flights in Brazil. The Goal director, the Brazilian official, and others agreed to a bribery scheme that resulted in the lowering of the aviation tax uh, for fuel from 25% to 12%. In addition to this scheme, from June through August 2013, Goal and the Goal director paid $552,400 in bribes to a company associated with a former Brasilia official. Goal listed the expenses in its books as a fee for other services, even though no services were ever provided. As a result, Brasilia lowered its aviation fuel tax to 12%. Goal restructured its operations to use that as a refueling station and saved approximately $12.24 million from the reduced taxes and increased hub efficiency. Goal's internal controls failed to ensure compliance 
with controls requiring competitive vendor selection. Instead, Goal was able to pay vendors through sole source contracts outside of the procurement and supply department. Goal also paid vendors despite the fact that never received any services from the vendors. Further, the procurement process did not include effective review of documentation submitted before or after the payment of funds. And then given these weaknesses, Goal's director was able to authorize and verify these payments with little oversight or review. So that's a, uh, that's a quick overview of this enforcement action. Like I said, interesting points here to look out after. One is you had a director who was able to circumvent the controls. The controls were not being enforced. Uh, Goal was able to escape an independent compliance monitor because they had already built and tested their compliance program. But nonetheless, they still have uh, certification requirements um, for the CEO and CFO on disclosures, CEO and CCO on compliance, and uh, uh and also they were able to make an inability to pay showing to reduce penalties. Uh, but a pretty interesting action uh, altogether. Um, and uh, again, once again, showing uh, the risks that are involved, particularly when operating uh, in Brazil. Anyway, that's, uh, that's our show for today. We'll be back next week with another uh, episode of... Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay in touch. Thank you again. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website www.volkovlaw.com You can also follow our award-winning blog Corruption, Crime, and Compliance and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address mvolkov at volkovlaw.com She's crazy, she got diamonds on the soles of her shoes Well, that's one way to lose these walking blues Diamonds on the soles of your shoes She was physically forgotten But then she slipped into my pocket with my car keys She said, you've taken me for granted Because I bleed you Wearing these diamonds And I can say As if everybody knows what I'm talking about As if everybody here would know exactly what I was talking about I'm talking about diamonds on the soles of the shoes
teaspoon he makes the sign of a wave The poor boy changes clothes and he puts on a aftershave To compensate for his ordinary shoes And she said, honey, take me dancing But they ended up by sleeping in a doorway By the bodegas and the lights on over Broadway Wearing diamonds on the soles of their shoes And I could say, ooh And everybody here would know what I was talking about I mean everybody here would know exactly what I was talking about I'm talking about time Na 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 na